Itasca Sawn Air presents CX Plus U. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Taskus On Air. I'm Jackie Leinberger, Director of FinTech at Taskus. And I'm Kyle Bottiglair, Vice President of FinTech. And welcome to CX Plus U, the most ridiculously refreshing podcast on all things outsourcing. Today, we are joined by experts Pragya Agarwal, Vice President of Risk and Response, and Sharika Nagpal, uh, Senior Director of Risk and Response. Today, we're going to be discussing how fintech has transformed over the past couple of years. With high growth and more access, however, this can lead to more risk, and in the end, only strong survive in this tough economy. We've seen a ton of growth with Tasca's clients specifically over the past couple of years with our fintech clients with crypto and different fintechs really taking off um, in the digital economy. This comes with more risk with AML and KYC. But um, today we're going to talk more about what the different fraud, AML, and KYC risks are in this space. So Sarika, I'm going to start with you. Um, We want to explore the growth and the impact that fintech companies have had on the financial industry. I know we have a ton of large financial institutions out there that have been around forever. So what does the rise of fintechs mean when it comes to the whole, the overall fintech? financial economy, and also for AML and KYC. So before I talk about the evolution, let me first talk about what does fintech really mean. You know, fintech is made up of two words really here. One is financial technology, which is derived from two words, which is financial services and digital technology. Now, in simple words, it's basically fintech is using innovative technology to provide better financial services to people. So so isn't that simple? That's a simple way of defining fintechs for us. Now, in in today's era, really, customers, you know, and that includes all of us, we are not keen to go to a bank physically instead. We rather prefer services that are quick and safe from the comfort of our home. Uh, More people now have access to digital services, financial services, uh, and this has been possible with the coming in of fintechs. They have provided financial inclusion to a lot more people. The overall unbanked population has gone down to about 35%, which is a significant drop from earlier times. Due to all of this, fintech is gaining popularity and is disrupting the banking industry. They have brought about ease of transactions, more accessibility, lower cost of operations. All of that has made fintech, you know, a favorite amongst um, amongst the people of today and even people of the older generation because they are finding it much faster, much smoother to do transactions through fintechs, through apps. So fintech solutions, I would say, have really revolutionized the banking sector, providing benefits, like I said, increased efficiency, cost reduction, enhanced customer experience, increased transparency, accessibility, faster payments, and much more. So so fintech, I would say, is transforming the financial sector landscape rapidly and is blurring the boundaries of both financial firms and the financial sector. I think they've evolved a great deal, but the evolution is not over yet. 
um, you know, it, it's all about making sure fintechs and banks also work together. And I think that's also something which is happening. And, and, it's, and it's a great thing for all customers for the overall economy. I think you see a lot of them integrating together, large banks using fintechs on their platforms, on their mobile apps. And also some of them who don't want to necessarily buy or acquire um, some of the smaller fintechs, they're looking to build similar technology in-house. Um, and we've seen that in a few of our conversations. So um, I think it's super interesting and how it, the um, acquisitions will happen over the next few years. And, um, you know, there's only room for so many players in the market. So we will see how it plays out. How are fintechs and brick and mortar banks working together? Yeah, happy to talk to you about this very, you know, interesting and, uh, you know, very trendy topic about fintechs and brick and mortar banks coming together. So there are some trends and changes, right, within the financial services space at large that are undeniably global in scope, right? Like tapping cards to be at the register, cards not present type of transactions. And of course, working from home, getting pretty much everything delivered to your doorstep, right? Adding to that list, fintechs becoming banks, quickly the old-fashioned way by, you know, buying them. So it's becoming a global phenomenon, right? Where digital-only startups are finding some brick-and-mortar footing, tapping into traditional players, customers, and asset bases as well. And this collaboration is driven primarily by the recognition of each parties, which is the fintechs and the traditional banks, their strengths and their desire to leverage technology for improved financial services are, you know, partnerships and collaborations where many traditional banks have recognized the innovative capabilities of fintech startups. As a result, they often want to partner or collaborate with these fintechs to offer newer products or enhanced existing services to take to their uh, clients. I think another way in which they collaborate is, or which they find beneficial is API integration. So fintechs often provide uh, APIs that allow these traditional banks to integrate fintech services into their existing systems. And what they can do is offer customers new features, new services, without completely overhauling the infrastructure of the banks. Uh, Then, of course, something which we all know is digital banking enhancements, which fintech companies have to offer or they've been at the forefront of for developing, you know, user-friendly, innovative uh, digital banking solutions. So traditional banks uh, did not have the luxury of time to develop uh, such enhancements. So they like to partner with fintechs to offer this to their customers. Uh, Another important piece, I think, where, you know, they're collaborating or aspect of collaboration is lending and credit scoring. So fintechs specialize in alternative lending and credit scoring, and they've collaborated with traditional banks to improve the efficiency of the lending process. So, you know, by incorporating, say, new data sources or machine learning algorithms, banks can make more informed lending decisions and provide credit to their customers. Customer experience is, of course, a no-brainer. Fintechs are known for their focus on improving customer services. And by collaborating with fintechs, banks can adopt innovative ways to enhance their customer-centric approach, such as, you know, say, chatbots, personalized recommendations, or even uh, robot-driven advisory. Another piece or another space, right, that fintechs excel in is access to new markets, which the banks want. So fintechs often have a strong digital presence and may excel in servicing uh, 
previously underserved or unbanked populations. So traditional banks can collaborate with them, expand their reach into those markets and, uh, you know, do some innovations in that space as well. Data analytics and insights is another area where fintechs often possess, you know, advanced capabilities in. So banks are collaborating with them more often to gain insights into large sets of data, leading to better customer segmentation, risk assessment and product development as well. So it's important that, you know, we understand these specifics on how these two, you know, are collaborating, the fintechs and the traditional banks, and they can vary widely based on region, regulatory environment, market trends, and individual business strategies as well. The theme there is it's going to be better, more personalized banking for all. And it's going to be interesting to see what the the next chapter brings, um, as we've already seen so much change in the last, you know, five to 10 years. Thank you. Hey, last question for this episode. Let's discuss how the unique characteristics of fintech platforms create vulnerabilities that can be exploited by money launderers and fraudsters. So I think we've talked a lot about the pros, um, but there are some cons that come along with this. So um, can you guys dive a little bit more into that? Thanks, Jackie. So I, as you rightly said, we've talked a lot about the pros. There are a whole lot of pros for fintechs out there. There is speed, there's convenience, there is accessibility. Um, there is, you know, data, there is you know, chatbots, there is API integration. So there is a lot that, uh, you know, the fintechs are offering to all of us, uh, not only singularly, but also uh, along with the traditional banks. So there's a huge lot of benefit that's coming out of the fintech revolution. Uh, but yes, uh, you know, now coming to the aspect of what are the vulnerabilities that currently exist in the system. Um, so I would think that criminals can actually exploit uh, the speed, uh, the convenience, and the cross-border nature of fintech transactions to actually obscure the origin of funds and integrate them into the financial system. So considering that there is a whole lot of cross-border transactions, anonymous transactions happening out there, it is possible sometimes to obscure the origin of funds, and which is what criminals are using to, to their advantage. Um, money laundering, why is it getting attractive for the offenders out there? You know, as I said, there's increase in the initiation of transaction in these systems. There is unlimited money flow out there. And to top it all, as I said, there are transactions which are anonymous from anonymous accounts, especially cryptocurrencies are making some of the transactions anonymous, though some of it is regulated, but still the, the degree of anonymity is very high there. From the area of untested business models to the speed and anonymity of online transactions, Money launderers have been able to exploit emergent blind spots and vulnerabilities in the traditional AML CFT frameworks to commit financial crime. Considering the fact that there is significant regulatory penalties associated with any kind of non-compliance, it is important that these service providers, the fintechs, understand these regulations and understand the AML risk that they face and come up with solutions to protect themselves with effective measures, protect their reputation, and prevent themselves from any kind of regulatory fines that, that they may be imposed on. Yeah, another great episode. Uh, thank you, Sharika. Thank you, Pragya. Um, and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into this episode of CX Plus U. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, follow us on Spotify to catch the next one. Uh, you can also discover more about Task Us by visiting our website, www.taskus.com. 
and follow us on our social media channels, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Till then, this is Jackie Leinberger and Kyle Bodiglier saying, have a ridiculously good day. Mm-hmm.